Hi, Alex. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Like, are you good good, or are you just kind of the social norm platitude good? Um, that's a, this platitude. Oh, you don't want to get deep and get into the feels right now? What does platitude mean? Uh, it just means like a generic saying that you're supposed to say. Platitude. Platitude. Maybe we can name the show Platitude. Oh, that'd be terrible. Better or worse than Cobra in the Big Mac? Hmm. Better than Cobra in the Big Mac, but not as good as Chair Guy at the table. <laughs> that is not awesome, and you know it. Yeah, I love it. So uh, did our fans. The thousands and thousands of them that were like, where's the episode last night? Uh, first of all, there was a guy in Cleveland that listened to this last week. Score! Yeah. I wonder if you made it through the whole thing. We're pretty good. We are pretty good. Hey, an update on our 100 followers. Plus two. Plus one at 14. Nice. So one a week. We're still sticking to that trend. <laughs> it's got to be exponential growth at some point, right? Uh, sure. I have decided why we are better than a regular football podcast. Uh, why? One, one, we have you. Nobody else has America's sweetheart. But beyond that, because you were so uncomfortable with compliments, what I will say is that I've learned the formula with these podcasts are they basically say in their funny, creative ways, you can pretty much start everybody, and then they just take a strong stance against like 10% of players. like Because <laughs> they, they assume a baseline 12-team league, and they're like, sure, throw Marvin Jones out there. He could get a long touchdown. Absolutely. Could work out. Yeah. He's, he's worth taking a flyer on. You can put Kyle Rudolph out there. That's a player. He might catch a, a football. Yeah. The Vikings' defense is going to give up a few points, so they're going to have to be actually throwing the ball. Yeah, absolutely. That's what could happen. You know who I wouldn't start, though? Who? The Colts' third-string quarterback. Don't even know his name, but just don't do it. And that would be the controversial take, where you could say you took a stand, and then afterwards <laughs> you'd be like, I told you not to play Chad Kelly. I told you, and mm -hmm. I was right. He scored zero points. You knew that. Oh, nice. How much does it weird you out that I knew the Colts' third-string quarterback? Oh, not at all. Okay. I'm actually not certain that's the third-string quarterback. I just think it is. Chad Kelly. I don't even know if they still have three. I'm thinking – I'm guessing they always have one on the practice squad, even if there's not somebody on the sidelines on a, on a Sunday. Probably. Are you ready for the, the new and exciting game that is just taking the nation? I sure am. You know what game that is, right? Yeah. What's it called? Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> or 10 by 10. Oh, yeah. That's okay, too. That's okay, too. It's sweeping um, lower southern portions of Michigan. <laughs> That's a hotbed market. <laughs> yeah. Where Jackson County goes, America goes. Yep. All right. Are you ready? There, have, you, have you made any progress on giving us a theme song for 10 for 10? Uh, I've thought about it. So you you move from pre-contemplation to contemplation in the stages of change model. Yeah, so I, I started mm -hmm. thinking about maybe we should get one, and mm -hmm. then I thought about what I would do. Mm -hmm. haven't put any pen to paper yet. You were going to compose this for us. Well, yeah. How, yeah. Well, I talked about going to a free domain site and getting music off there, but you were not down with that? I'm, I'm slowly working my way through. You know, This does seem a better idea than your recorder. Um, I could learn. I have an, I have an accordion, not a real one, but like a one that you give an eight year old <laughs> whose parents you hate. 
<laughs> I saw you do eight-year-old in quotations. I was curious. <laughs> I don't know. I was 15 <laughs> when I got it. Who gave you a recorder or a uh, recording at 15? I have no idea. I just remember getting it one year for like Christmas, and I was like, sweet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What? what? Fifteen-year-old boy does not want to record it. That's how you get the ladies. Pretty sure I played it for like thirty seconds, and parents were just like, "That's enough of that." I can imagine that would be the case. Yeah. I have a keyboard, but three of the keys are missing, so I just won't use those ones. I'm pretty sure the piano players do that all the time. They just avoid certain keys that aren't there. Yeah, probably. Well, then I think we've got a master plan on our hands. Absolutely. All right, ten by ten. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Four games, number one, number one indeed. Through four games of the season, Adam Thielen is on pace for 52 catches for 716 yards with eight touchdowns. That's really cool. So if you would have drafted him with the capital required to get that pick, you would have been like, this is cool results. Well, considering everyone else that I drafted, sure. And also, he might be getting more soon. Adam Thielen. He was actually had a huge thing in Minnesota because they're saying he wasn't getting enough touches. Kirk Cousins came out and he was like, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm trying my bestest, but I got to try harder. I'm going to get Adam feeling that ball. And he's going to get all damn touchdowns because he is the best player in the league. Right? And then Stefan Diggs... <laughs> I think heard that, and he's not happy because he's like, he's not getting catches. Yeah, he missed a day of practice. He was like, I'm not going for this nonsense. Yeah. Who knows, though? So maybe he'll get thrown to more. Do you think if Kirk Cousins was not a Michigan State alumni, and most of us are went to Michigan State, that he would be on a roster in our league? No. And that's not an insult to who has them on the league, because I think if they dropped him, somebody would probably pick Kirk Cousins up. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Which running back... Kirk Cousins doesn't sound at all like what I did either. I don't even know. I just started the voice and just slowly evolved. He doesn't have that kind of accent at all. I met him once. And? Um, I offered him a donut, and he was like, no, thank you. And then that was that. What kind of donut did you offer him? I don't know, it was a free one. It was at college game day for basketball, and I saw him. Was he nice about rejecting you? He was. I have never been rejected by somebody I've been offering a donut to as nicely as I was than Kirk Cousins. I don't know if I worded that right. There's nothing more you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. If you're Bobby, which running back is more problematic for you? Devontae, sorry, this is number two. I'll learn to include numbers beforehand. Devontae Freeman, averaging 3.3 yards a carry with zero touchdowns, but on pace for 56 catches this year. Also no touchdowns. Or Sony Michelle, only averaging 2.8 yards per carry with zero catches. However, on pace for eight touchdowns this year. Who should we be more worried about? I'd always be worried about Sony Michelle. Any running back on the Patriots. Pretty much. That's what worries me. I don't know. Because what? Devontae Freeman, I don't know. I think he'd come back. His offense could figure it out. Figure themselves out. It is surprising the Falcons are 1-3. I would not have thought that. I would not have thought that either. 
Yeah, with Marcus Mar- Mariota outplaying uh, Matt Ryan, that was was interesting. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Number three, if you're Lucas, are you playing Melvin Gordon this week? Ooh, does he have anybody else? He does. He's got, uh, well, his team. I might, I might wait a week then. If he's got someone he can start on my wait a week, because I think Austin Eckler has done so well, they might go to a system where they use multiple backs. Like a timeshare? Yeah. But I don't know the level of timeshare, and I don't know how much they're going to use Melvin Gordon yet. So I'd be wary of starting. So kind of see what the landscape is combined with this first game back. They might limit his touches a bit. Yep. Solid logic. Sweet. Four. Cam has lost a player to injury during every game this year, and that includes week five, which happened last night. Ooh, who did he lose? Brandon Cooks got just throttled on the play last night. Oh, that's the worst. Mad respect, though. He managed to hold the ball after he got concussed. It just knocked out. Yeah. It was a it was a Rod Tidwell situation from Jerry Maguire, if you will. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he didn't have the scene where he did a backflip. Yeah. He just kind of left on the cart. Yeah. Plus, he didn't score a touchdown to game-winning. It was just a nice 29 yard on a third-down conversion. That's the worst. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon Cooks. No one deserves that. Sam, number four. Sammy Watkins started out like a house on fire in week one. What was number three? I feel like I didn't say anything involving the question. Oh, yeah. Cam has lost <laughs> a player every game, every week this year to injury. Yeah. Welcome to the club. I mean, I think, I, I think I'm down to like half my team being who I've drafted. Although a lot of my guys are injuries. It's just crazy happenstance. So you brought us back to be like, yeah. Welcome yeah. to the club. I've lost players for entirely different reasons, but yeah. it's the same but thing. Yeah, but it's about how you come back from the injuries, mm-hmm. right? You can make up those big waiver wire pickups and just be fine. It's true. He does have a big matchup with Jason this week. Winner goes to two and three, which is a decent. Winner has some uphill swimming to do at one and four. Yeah. All right. Five. Four. Let's do four instead. Okay. After a. Uh, Great start in week one. Sammy Watkins is averaging 7.9 yards per game. 7.9 points per game in our league. He's averaging that many points. That's it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Deep. Well, oh my goodness. I always think there's going to be a question. But I keep forgetting sometimes their statements, mm-hmm. which are also kind of questions still. Um, I didn't see that coming. I thought Patrick Mahomes would use it more. But also, the Lions did incredibly well at stopping the pass. So I don't know if last week is a good good for the average. Probably brought it down quite a bit. Doesn't that say something about Patrick Mahomes that I agree they contained the pass a bit, but he still threw for 315 yards? Yeah, and a lot of his passes were like just overthrown. That was a big reason. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We're in five or six now. We're in five. We're in five. Number five of the ten. Five. Yes. DeAndre Hopkins averaging 49 yards a game in the last three weeks. Ouch. Can't predict that. Again, you can't predict that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think, I mean, he's too good to not start, though. He can come back, but. I feel like we should be on six. Well, then do six. 
All right, let's just say that. Next, let's do that. Okay. Tim is down to one kicker. Hey, he did it. You know, it really had to be like a heartfelt battle between the two, but he finally made the choice. Good for him. I can imagine he stayed up late at night figuring out what he was going to do. Yeah, he's probably weighing his options. Bonus. How are you feeling about Matt Bryan? I love him. <laughs> Got like four points in the last game. He's like the 28th ranked kicker in the league, but I love him. <laughs> Solid. Sometimes you got to stick by your laurels, Steve. Your laurels? Sure. You need help with platitude, and you've now thrown off happenstamps and sticking by your laurels. Yeah. You see, that's the thing, though. I know the expression, but I don't know what laurels means. So we hope we used it the right way. Yeah, you, you get it. I mean, that's kind of like half of a lot of people, right? Next. Yeah. From his draft day roster, Jason has dropped his third, fourth, and seventh round picks. Who was his third? I'm guessing that was Diggs. Ouch. He dropped him? It might have been, I know who they are. are Baker Mayfield, Stefan Diggs, and O.J. Howard. I don't remember who was the third and who was the fourth round pick. Gotcha. Probably Stefan Diggs was third. Um, ouch. Well, I mean, you know, he's making the moves he needs to make. That's what matters. I think once you draft him, it doesn't really matter where they get drafted as long as, you know, about the production they need, you need. So if you draft him first, they're not doing anything for like six weeks and you think you can do something better, do it. Yeah, I respect his just uh, doing what needs to be done. It's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. You might have got to this a little earlier with our next question, but... Uh, Me. Alex, are you going to play Austin Eckler this week? Oh, man. That's hard. Because I have so many players on my team right now that I'm like, I should start these people, but I don't know who I should start. Because I have three running backs. I have Saquon Barkley's backup. I have David Johnson. Golden Tate is coming back. I could chuck him in the flex spot. I also picked up the Eagles wide receiver. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I should start him. I don't know if the boom or bust potential of him is important enough to start him. It's rough. I have no idea. I appreciate that you're going to do some deep thinking about this, but let's, just for the sake of the question, game starts in two minutes. Uh, who do they play in? Who do the Chargers play in? I'm pretty sure they play no one important. I don't even know what to do with they don't play anybody important, but let's... If they play a bad team, yes. If they don't, I would put in Golden Tate at my flex and leave David Johnson and uh, New York Giants running back in. Whom's name escapes me? Denver. Yeah, I knew. Oh, I knew that actually. So yeah, probably start Eckler. Maybe. At this, if you had to make a decision now, you're starting him. But starting Eckler. I played now. All right. Last one, and I know somebody's going to comment on how many we got, but who cares? I'm going to ask you for fantasy football advice. All right. Was I right last week? You kind of gave a politician answer. It was all over the place. Oh man. Who do you start this week? Because I have, I'm hit with the buys for the first time, so I've got to take on Johnson out of my lineup. Ouch. Yeah, I, uh, I was disappointed, but I guess you kind of got to knock, everyone's got to take a turn. So my two options are I play Cortland Sutton, who is going to play, going to, uh, sorry, it's not Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles to play the Chargers. That's where I was getting hung up because they have moved. Or Calvin Ridley is going to Houston. Calvin Ridley. 
Wow, you got some passion behind that topic. Sure do. All right. I don't know like anything about the other guy. So Calvin Ridley. All right. Calvin. That's some professional advice there. We are professionals. We do a podcast. That makes us pros. Sure. You seem less confident than I do. <laughs> but I've already established, we take strong stances here. Yes. Even if, even if it's like, start this guy because I don't know who that guy is. Bold predictions and bold statements. That's how we do it here. Oh, let's just, that was our last 10 for 10 for this week, so let's check in on bold predictions. I said that somebody would be undefeated after eight weeks. I mean, I'm still in the running, but there's only one team left that can do that. So, shaky ground, but there I'm at. And then your bold prediction. (sighs) Matt Patricia really let me down. All he had to do was eat a hot dog on the sidelines. Maybe he did it off camera, but I'm pretty sure if he was eating a hot dog, the cameraman would have immediately picked it up. So we're going to say that one of my bold corrections did not come true. I swear if he eats it like next week or like he just posts on Instagram a picture of him eating hot dog during the bye week, I will be devastated. But uh, I mean, that's, so that's, that's, the nature, like- that's the nature of bold predictions, you know. You got to make those brave calls, you know. Most time it's not going to come true. What if he posts on the Instagram like a picture during week five when there's no game, him on the four field sideline eating a hot dog, just hanging out, being sad, a sad hot dog? I, I, I would, I would print that picture out and hang it up in my house. Maybe if you ever met Coach, he would sign it for you. He would. I would. Can you sign this? But it's you eating a hot dog. Well, he probably knew somebody was taking the photo if he went to Ford Field to eat a sad hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> sad hot dog. I feel I made another bold prediction, but I completely forgot about it because I cared too much about the hot dog. You did make another bold prediction. Um, But I'm going to – the goal for tonight's episode was also to kind of review um, all our big projections or predictions from – The last few weeks? No, I'm rephrasing it. In episode one, before the season started – we made. Remember, we talked about this last week. We made comments in that first episode about particular players and what we thought they were going to do, and then we were going to kind of review and see how we did. Mm. It was mostly be me because I made more of those projections, and you were more, you know, as America's sweetheart, took less stances beyond everybody's great. Okay. So we'll do that for next week. But uh, I'm pretty sure I said Antonio Brown wouldn't do well. Tune in next week with the millions and millions of our followers and find out. We'll see if that one happened. By the way, our climb to 100 has continued. Did we get another one? We got another follower. We are 14. Oh, nice. I know. Did you make a second account and follow us? <laughs> it's a pretty good uh, guess, but one of the things, I don't know if I had anything to do with it, I put a, a pound sign after like, so I post on the Twitter that our show is up, mm-hmm. and then I did a pound sign fantasy football, so maybe that flagged a few people. Oh. So we gained two, lost one. We lost one? Yeah, I think it's somebody I, I that followed us less about the show and more because I follow North City football, and I made a comment when they beat Manchester City. Or, yeah, that's right. And they followed me, and then I think when they found out the nature of my account, they're like, American football? No, thank you. Wow. Already controversy on our Twitter. I like how sometimes it's our Twitter and sometimes it's mine. Well, I gotta, I gotta represent the brand, I guess now. So I should be saying it's ours, even though I have nothing to do with it. I would tweet nothing intelligent. Well, 
I think you would probably up our traffic dramatically. I would just see you posting, I have the Arby's, now my pants feel uncomfortable, and or however, well, you'd say in a way that would make America love you. That's why I'm not doing the comedy shtick on our. Just had Arby's, hashtag booted. That's what we're looking for. Do you have your Twitter on your phone? I do. Oh, can I see it? Oh boy, I'll, I'll post some action for some live for some listeners here. Some live tweeting, if you will. Yeah, it's actually a great idea. Yeah. All right, Alex, I'm gonna have you fill some air for a minute so that I can get this uh, queued up. And actually, live tweeting is a brilliant idea. I don't know why we didn't think about this before. Now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not technically live tweeting because it's a podcast. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're tweeting now. It's like kind of live tweeting. But not, right? I think that's a. That's like what's a good term for that? I don't know. I'm already embarrassed that I gave you the floor and that was your response. Well, I don't know. You, you threw me. I don't need. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just gonna tweet stuff. <laughs> okay. We're gonna see how many followers I can get with cats. We're leaning on cats as our mechanism to get people. I mean, it gets me all the time. So. Okay. Well, are you ready for the rankings? I sure am. Who do you think number 10 is? I think Gordy's number 10. Gordy is not number 10. What? Yeah. Is it... What? Is it me? No. Is it you? Nope. Jay? You, you don't even pay attention to the league, do you? Well, I'm just so thrown off. You threw me for a loop. Is it Jay? It is Jay. Okay. Jason falls one spot from nine last week to ten this week. It was a tough loss for him. I, did you track the score last week? Uh, no. <laughs> so basically, Jason and Bobby were, it was still up for grabs going into the Monday night game, but what we knew was, barring uh, a really big point production, it was going to be whoever won that game was going to win with the second lowest score of the week and beat the team with the lowest score of the week. <laughs> Ouch. So, unfortunately, Juju Smith-Schuster had just a not good night. I think it was 3 for 15. So, clearly, when he needed him to have a decent game, he did not do that. No, no, that happens. It does. Rams defense, negative points in the last two games for Jason. Now, that includes the Week 5 game that we just had last night, but still. Tampa trounced him for 50, and now they gave up negative points to the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle last night. Time to move on? Absolutely. You don't really need a lot of bad games to move on from a defense. Yeah, you need to not get negative points. But Yeah, I think that's that's the dream. So earlier in our 10 for 10 section, we talked about how Jason has just shown an ability to be like, you're not playing well for me. I don't care about the draft capital. I invested in you. I'm just going to take on some new players. Yep. So I want to review, when we talked about how he's dumping – he dumped three of those seven players. So I want to check in on his other top picks and just give me your first reaction, how you're feeling about them. Uh-huh. Le'Veon Bell, currently running back 23. Eh. 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 Juju, wide receiver 37. Eh. 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 Julian Edelman, currently wide receiver 40. Eh. Eh. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Jones, running back 11. Uh, yeah. It's Aaron Jones. It's good. That's good. 
Lead with that. Okay. All right. We're going to play a game. I stole this from another show that I've heard, but uh, this is probably not the first idea. I'm going to give you three players, three, um, and you're going to tell me on his team, you get to keep one player, you have to cut one player, and you have to look to trade and third, the, trade the third player. Okay. Make sense? Yep. Bell, Juju, Julian Edelman. Who you keeping, who you cutting, who you trading? Keeping, I mean, trading Le'Veon. Okay. I'm cutting Edelman, and I'm keeping Juju. So I think the cutting Edelman makes sense. Um, the rationale for keeping Juju is because you think he's going to do better and you can get more for Le'Veon Bell right now. Yeah, I think he has more of an upside. Ben Roethlisberger's out. They're still trying to find their footing with me. I'll find stuff. John Connor needs to kind of find. They're, they're going to make some changes. Maybe there's a chance to make a change for the better. Should you, call like, him, should you call him John Connor? Sean Connor? John Connor? Yeah. Isn't that his name, John Connor? Oh, boy. Did I say Sean Connor? Well, neither one is right. James Connor. There you be. Boom. John Connor is another, is, is from is from Terminator, I believe. I could be wrong on that, too. As we can all know, that I'm terrible at names. But you are so wonderful in so many other areas. Yeah. All right. Care to guess number nine? Uh, Gordy. Gordy, nice. Up a spot from ten to nine, though he is still the only winless team. So let me ask you this question: What happens first? Gordy wins or Bobby loses? Uh, uh Gordy wins. No, Bobby loses. Bobby loses. Final answer? Yes. All right. Well, Bobby is projected to lose this week, but we won't get into that because he's not. He's not going to be the one we talk about for a little bit here, not to spoil anything. Okay. I, yeah. Alex, do me a favor. Pull up Gordy's team on my phone. Okay. What are we looking at? I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I'm going to say to you, if you were Gordy, okay, I want you to tell me one roster move you would look to make if you were him. So we're going to pull up his roster. I would try to trade Lamar Jackson for two great – well, who's his other quarterback? You know what? No, I would try that. I think there's enough quarterbacks in this league that you won't lose that many points. But I would trade Lamar Jackson for two great starting players. I'm I am flabbergasted that that was your answer, and I will tell you why in a moment. So, I think it's a great solution. But we're, I came up with two ideas. The first one's going to be more uh, controversial, if you will. Okay. So I'm curious your thoughts. Um, I think if I'm Gordy, I try something that's never been done before. I, I have a fire sale, and I sell as many players as I can for draft picks next year. Trade, See who will take Todd Gurley for a fourth-round pick next year. See who will take Lamar Jackson for a fourth-round pick. Or say, Todd Gurley's on the market, guys. Fourth-round pick. Make your offers. And if he gets multiple offers, see if you can score a third. Maybe you can't. I don't know. But if you're going to be – you've got a good chance to be 0-5 after this week. Why not? Oh, that might be good. But also, I don't know how it would work in ESPN. Because I think we can't actually trade draft picks in the system. We would have to, like, pick up a garbage player and trade it for that guy and drop the garbage player and then yeah. just say we have the picks. Okay. I like it. I'd be curious what happened. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if that's allowed, just do it. Yeah, I, and if it's not allowed, it's not allowed. But you can at least try it. Heck yeah. And my shock at your initial answer is that was my second option. Start looking to make 
give up one player, pull back two. Yeah. Um, a couple of different ideas that I had. Um, reach out to Kelly, offer Todd Gurley for Austin Hooper and Josh Jacobs. Sure. Offer me, Todd Gurley, for Joe Mixon and Will Disley. Ooh, would you take it? I'd sit on it for a while. I would sit on it. Okay. I'd offer, see if you could get Lamar Jackson over to Lucas for Kyler Murray and Robert Woods. Yeah, sure. So we were on the same page with something. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Neato indeed. That's when experience meets uh, lack of experience, and then they just say the same thing anyway. That's great. Care. Who's I, number eight? I just studied all this week, and I came to the same conclusion. But Good man. job, Steve. Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. What? Eight. Eight. Eight is going to be Lucas. Eight is not Lucas. Cam. Eight is Cam. All right. Poor Cam. We talked about this earlier, but he has lost players in every game through five weeks. I don't think I've ever seen that. No. Just bad luck. And they're good players. Tyreek Hill has been out for multiple weeks. Now, the rest of it appears like those have been, like, Lost for the game, but not long-term damage. So uh, James Conner, Marlon Mack, TJ Hawkinson, Brandon Cooks have left games. I don't think anybody, well, we won't know with Hawkinson and Cooks yet, but Conner and Mack came back the next week. So that's good. But still, it's it's a it's a gut punch to lose your player mid-game. It is. He just deserves better. I feel bad for him. Yes, he does. It's just bad luck. It happens to all of us. It does happen to all of us. Yeah. If you're Cam, any thought to being the guy in the league to pick up Stefan Diggs? You kind of need to take a chance on something right now. I don't see why not. I think everybody should be trying to pick up Stefan Diggs if they have an open spot. Why not? Do you have an open spot? Maybe. But Kind of. He's passed through waivers, so you've made the choice that it's not worth it at this point. Meh. We'll see. Okay. Well, him, he's saying, yeah, they're saying he, maybe he wants to get traded, too, so maybe that's a pickup for hopeful later. Hopefully later, but usually when, that. Team, usually when a player gets traded, it never really ends well for them fantasy point-wise. So That's a good point. Wide receivers typically do not well do well in their first team with their first year with a new team. Yep. So we talked about it earlier. Big matchup with Jason Loser is going to be 1-4. Mm-hmm. Uh, who needs this one more in your mind? Who can? Uh, uh, Jason. Lucas has more of a chance of coming back. Assuming you mean Cam. Cam has more of a chance of coming. I'm sorry. Cam has more of a chance of coming back. Jason, if he loses, uh, yeah. it's going to be harder for him to win games. I agree. I think the cavalry is coming for Cam. Yep. Sorry, I've got a note in here for the wrong team, so clearly not going to get into that. So, All right. Me too. Let me fix my notes real quick. You have notes? Yep. Really? Yep. That's super cool. Yeah. But you just said you didn't prep this week. Oh, I totally did. But I don't see any notes. It's just a sheet of paper. I don't see a sheet of paper. It's in here. Uh-huh. I'm I mean, pointing to my head. You, you talked about valuing honesty so much historically in the first episode of the year, and it's been Hobo Steve Lies. It has been lies about your research. Where does it stop? Um, I, I don't know. Nowhere. Okay. 
Well, America just died a little bit. Okay, well, let me just fix my notes here. And then we'll get back to it. Who do you think number seven is? I think number seven is going to be Lucas. Hey, me. Per- pretty good. No. Oh, I like you, you, you have no. to change your mind. No, it's Lucas. <laughs> I, said, I said Lucas first. Well, you've got. I this, think is this, Je- is... this is Jeopardy rules. Once I say it, it's in there. <laughs> Did you get camera off the get go? Yes. So I you're did. two for four. Three for four. I guess Gordy. You didn't guess Gordy. Oh, you guessed Gordy at nine when you knew he wasn't ten. All right. <laughs> yeah, pro- process of elimination. I figured it out. Three or four. Let's see if we can get you to seven. No, right. that's not fair. Okay, we'll try. Well, I've been back in the commish. He kind of went on a two-game slide. He got all the way down to nine in the rankings. Nice bounce back up to seven. Got back to two and two. Scored the third most points in the league last week. And just a selfish little bonus, he came over and watched the games with me last night. It was a good time for everybody. Oh, that sounds fun. Now, you have already said that you would not play Melvin Gordon this week. Yes. And he's also going to have the issue that Devontae Adams is unlikely to play. Now, I'm going to lean on you for some news. This tends to go well, but I work third shift, so I just woke up about an hour ago. Have they made any announcement? Is Devontae Adams formally out yet, or did oh, he practice I have today? no idea. I've been at work all day, and I'm not allowed to have my phone. Like, do they confiscate it? I have to, like, put it in a drawer. So. Do they do they monitor that? Oh, yeah, they walk around, keeping an eye out, looking for rule breakers. Are you a rule breaker, Alex? I am not. You seem like a pretty a pretty solid dude. Thanks. Yeah. The Packers have ru- ruled Devontae Adams out for Sunday's game against the Cowboys. Okay, so. Oh, no. So the question then is, he's got Melvin Gordon and Tyrell Williams on his bench. Tyrell Williams is honestly, is not honestly, is wrong quarterback, wide receiver, one of those, wide receiver 15 for the year, and he is. So, no, for you, Lucas's team is Leonard Fournette, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, James White, and Emmanuel Sanders, as well as Robert Woods, who already went. Would you sub out anybody for either of those players, Melvin Gordon or 15th ranked? Oh, wait, he's got Tyrell Williams in his lineup, so I I butchered this. I apologize. That's okay. Melvin Gordon you. would not go into his your lineup for any of these other guys. Nope. All right, fair enough. So Lucas plays me this week, so I will I will kind of be a little more on the silent side with his team because, you know, I don't want to give him too much advice to turn around and beat me with because that would be really embarrassing. Yep. All right, care to guess number six? Me. You are number six, a bump up from seven to six. All right. Does that feel like a fair ranking to you? Yes, it does. You have been okay with my ranking of you every week this year. No, because I'm moving good. up, and even though my team is getting screwed because of who I'm going against, I, you know, I only have one win, I still have a solid team, but I don't have wins. So I'm right in the middle there. And that was actually my lead bullet point for your team. You have scored the fourth most points this year. And I'm only like five points behind the third score, highest score in the league. Oh, who is that? Mr. Moore. Wow, that's always good when you're in company with Jaws. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, me and him and I are like so close to each other, and he's third and I'm fourth, and I have one win. Now, hold on. I know that you know that because you looked at your phone, so I flipped your phone over. Where do you think you are as far as how many points have been scored against you? Ooh. Third. Like, you've had the third most points scored against you? Yes. No, higher. First? First, you've had the most yeah. points. Yeah! 
<laughs> By how much? That I didn't check. I know you're uh, up right now, so I'll take the lead. So oh, my goodness. Bobby has 481 points against him, and I have 620. So 140 points spread out over four weeks. That's 30 points a game. <laughs> the only one in the 600s. Who's two? Oh, my goodness. I think I actually know two, so I won't go there anymore. Um, it's Gordy with 570. Okay. I'm so far beyond everybody. So hopefully you're due, but that's not gonna. the bill is not coming due for that this week because you've got the juggernaut. Oh, yeah, that's just going to get worse. And the juggernaut did not get any touchdown throws out of Patrick Mahomes. So I'm assuming there's going to be like a dozen this week. It's just going to violate every record in the NFL books. Probably. <laughs> but you got your win. I got my win. And you're going to get your one matchup with the juggernaut over so you can actually look to move forward now. Yeah, I hope so. So you tell me, fill in the blanks, talk about your team. I feel like this is the first year that I have been very good at picking up things off the waiver, which I think I've stated before, and I think I keep picking up good players and it's working for me, but I have to do that every week or my team's going to fall apart. So you're sort of a Jaws junior. This season so far. Okay. Yeah, I've yeah. I've actually like looked at a couple of my guys and like they've been trade like Mr. Moore has been dropping them and then I've been picking people up. So, I don't know. Maybe we're, we're kind of having the same mindset this year. So, Okay. I like it. In good win, you beat – I'm trying to think. Who did you beat? You beat Gordy. Gordy. And you think you, you blew his tires off. This was not a close matchup. No. See, that's the thing. I just played Gordy this week, and I'm still number one points against. What's up with that? You get another matchup with Gordy, though, right, because you're in the same division? Yeah. Okay, so that, that offsets having to play the juggernaut. I guess so. What is the okay? I'm. I had to go through this nonsense last week, so I want to check out with you. You are favored to lose to Kelly by twenty-seven point six points right now. Do you get closer than that, or is it a bigger blowout than that? Oh, it's a bigger blowout than that. Oh yeah. Are you carrying a similar mindset to what I had last week? Of if you're gonna lose, just lay an egg and move on. Yeah, we're. we're I'm. Just, I'm just putting a couple guys out there to give them some action. Let them know I have confidence in them. I understand I'm not going to win this week, but you know we're going to get their we're going to get their feet wet. And, you know, see we we'll see how they do. Where in the Rudy timeline are you now? Right when they put him in for the kickoff, and he's super excited, and then you realize it's just kickoff. So it's just you know, and he doesn't do anything on the kickoff, so that's when you know facing Kelly. So it's great, and then so I'm going to lose, and then next week. That's when they put him on defense. He gets that sack. Your championship moment is going to be week seven or week six? Boom. Yep. You realize you're setting a pretty low bar. Actually, I don't know if the timeline might be. It's just deviated from the norm. So I look forward to hearing in weeks eight and nine what that looks like. Yeah. Okay. So this is fun. I think one of the things that gets fun for me as we do this later into the year is we can kind of see how do my – rankings match up with who would make the playoffs and right now the difference is my if we just went with the top six on my rankings you would be in the playoffs versus right now lucas would be the sixth team and you would be on the on the outside looking in mm, all right i'd be on the outside looking in at one and three i'm probably, i'm happy with that okay five five is gonna be you you are now three for six it's gonna be steve <laughs> 
So then it's not you, it is going to be Matt. It is Matt. So a few a few dents in the mobile mobile for Matt this week. I hated that analogy. I'm just gonna hop out of it now. Uh okay. Couple of things that look like mini red flags for Matt. I don't I'm not trying to sound the alarm, but I think some of what we saw is Dak Prescott came back to earth this week and was a Okay, okay, quarterback, but not what he had been. And you can say that's every quarterback's going to have those games, and that is fine. But I think the other part is he's had some pretty cushy defenses that he's played against so far, and he played the Saints last week who were pretty good, and then he's going to – I'm sorry, Green Bay is coming into Dallas this week, so it's going to be another defense that's pretty good. So it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that. All right. He's also got T.Y. Hilton questionable with a thigh injury, but I'm guessing he's going to play if he's practicing on a Friday, even on a limited basis. Mm -hmm. He's playing Bobby this week, projected to win by five. I'm gonna, I know we'll talk about this later, but who's your money on? Bobby. Bobby's going to, the streak is going to continue? Yeah. All right. He's got Mark Ingram starting this week, and I get it. Like, I'm not a fan of Mark Ingram. I talked about how. He was not going to do what he did again. Well, I mean, he's been keeping it steady, hasn't he? He's been doing the opposite of keeping it steady. So oh. that's kind of what my... Uh, well, then I am out of the loop. Not you, Alex. You you normally have your finger on the pulse of NFL football. Yeah, I'm usually like keeping my Twitter feed at all times and like, keeping track of all the stats, getting all the locker room updates. But uh, I guess I missed this one. So just in chronological order... 24.7 against Miami, 8.7 with Arizona, 35.5 at Kansas City, and 8.1 with Cleveland. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's up, down. It's five touchdowns in the two weeks he was great, and then zero in the weeks he was not good. So, you know, I guess it goes to the point of, you know, if this guy is going to be your number two flex starter, you basically a guy who's going to get you seven or eight points half the time or explode half the time. I guess that's well enough. Yeah, that's all right. All right. Number four. Is going to be Mr. Moore. You are now three for seven. You? No. Bobby? Bobby's falls a spot from three down to four. What? Okay. So the matchup, uh, yeah. Remember we talked about, though, he won with the second lowest score. Oh, yeah, you're right. And that he also last week had the seventh lowest score. So he's point wise, they have not produced for two weeks in a row. I, I, I think it made sense the way you said it. So he was the second lowest score and then the seventh lowest score. So he was the third best. I'm sorry if I'm not phrasing that well, but if you ranked everybody's score, there are six people who scored more points than Bobby two weeks ago. So he was eight. He was nine and then week before. seven mm -hmm. or an eight. Okay. And then he had the stat correction win over Tim. To be fair, that was a really good scoring week, so he, both he and Tim deserved to win that week. So, but good. good. More of the point that three of the four weeks he is, you can argue he caught some good breaks. Yeah. Biggers and sorry, I want to pause. Credit where credits due. Undefeated is undefeated. You've gotta, you've gotta win the games that you play. Wins be wins. Wins be wins. When you're four and zero, oh, basically Bobby can. Bobby can go three and six the rest of the way and make the playoffs. I don't think we we did the research last year. I don't think 
I think one time a seven and six team has missed the playoffs in our thirteen years. So that's so that's the dream. Seven and six. Was it me that missed? <laughs> I will double check because I'm not even. Not I bet score. it was. <laughs> oh, I can't check it. ESPN deleted all our history, but I think our final records are still there. I'll do some like work on that. Don't don't tell me you don't have like portfolios hidden around your house with all the stats. I do have lots of our old stats, but I never thought ESPN was going to gut everything. So no, I never thought to put portfolios of everything in there. Otherwise, yes, I would have. Oh, okay. Biggest surprise of the three things for Bobby's team. I'm going to give you three. You tell me which one surprises you the most. Okay. Based on what you thought of them at the start of the year. Deshaun Watson, currently quarterback 13. OBJ, currently wide receiver 24. And on the flip side, Evan Ingram, currently tight end number one. Evan Ingram being the tight end number one. There was, going into the season, it was like, these three guys are going to be the best tight ends ever, and nothing else is going to compare, and that's just not what's happening at all. Yeah, I can't tell you you're wrong. I think I go Watson as quarterback 13, because I thought he was just a half a step behind Mahomes, who's incredible. But yeah, I think I can get there. Yeah. Three. Is going to be Mr. Moore. Steve! Final answer? No, Mr. Moore's my final answer. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, four for eight. So I was right. Yeah, Tim. Tim was oh, three. Oh, cool. Yeah, I really want to get the Jaws team because just what we talked about last week, Tim just gradually keeping up the, ticking up the board. That moves from four up to three. Nice. This is becoming a Kelly situation. Quarterback four, right, running backs four, and excuse me, running backs seven and eight. And those seventh and eighth running backs are Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara. So lots of reasons to believe they're going to get even higher up the board. Oh, absolutely. Wide receivers two, seven, and 14 with tight end number eight. Again, tight end number eight is Zach Ertz. Dang. That's impressive. Again, that's goes back to the tight end thing, too. They didn't think Zach Ertz would be number eight. They were like, he is going to be one of the best. But, you know, he's still good. I think, you know, he still has upside. He always has a good team every year. He's never one that goes like 0-4 at the beginning of the season. So, I, yeah, I think if if the players we did not expect to be quite this good hold on and the good players the kind of rise up the board just a little bit more, no pun intended, him and Kelly could be the showdown. Ooh. Now this week, it is Tim and Gordy. Who you got? You know what? Calling the upset. You are not. Calling the upset. Gonna be Gordy. I'm going to let you stew on that before we commit to final uh, final results. Okay, we'll see if I change my mind in 15 minutes. I know you kind of got a computer as a brain, so it's very logical and unlikely to deviate from the There path. was a lot of math that went on up there. And I was really? Like, oh, yeah. Gosh. You know, I was like seven mm-hmm. plus six equals Gordy. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't. You've stumped America. Yeah, I mean, or you've stumped me. It's just like how you can't reveal the math for the power jankings. I can't reveal what the seven and six are that equals mm-hmm. Gordy winning. It's just a secretive formula. 
But I think if I told you guys how I get the jank, the, the the power Jenkins, it would just be disappointing. It'd be like seeing a magician, how a magician does their trick. You'd be like, oh. I suppose it would be a bit disappointing for them to learn mine, too. I imagine, yeah. Though probably the anticipation is only slightly less than finding out the truth behind the JFK assassination. What? Slightly. Slightly. All right, number two. Two is gonna be you. No. Kidding, kidding. Two is me, two is me. I was gonna say. All right, so kill some time. Alex, I'm gonna set the stopwatch. How long does it take you to set a stopwatch? I'm timing you. Long. I started my stopwatch while you're working on your stopwatch. All right, where are my two minutes? I got six seconds. I hate you. Um, upset of the season and by far more probably comparable to America beating Russia in the 1980 hockey Olympic Olympic hockey game. Do you believe in miracles? Steve beat Kelly. It's, uh, she's the better team. I simply had the better week. Never his Mahomes. Not passed. I, I don't think Mahomes has ever not had a passing touchdown in the game. Uh, dumb luck that they just kind of got down to the inside the five yard line, down to the two or three, like every time, and they just ran it in. So I'll take it. Overall, uh, feeling good about the team. Uh, Jared Goff, back end number one starter. I knew that when I drafted him. Had a good week last week with 50 points. Had a fine week last night with Seattle with 35. As the commission now wants me to start referring to Nick Chubb as Chubba Dub Dub. <laughs> Incredible. 160 yards and three touchdowns. Is that his real nickname? No, I don't think so. Uh, Joe Mixon, blah, but okay, is the number two flex player. Carry on Johnson, you saw, getting a workload and is a solid player. Absolutely. I went into the year with three, three wide receivers that I said, these guys are going to be better than their, their draft then what you're gonna have to sorry, they're gonna do better than their draft capital. And that was Calvin Ridley and Tyler Boyd. I have not hit on those two. I so far don't look to be right. They're both round number 30, but I think I can think you can call it. I got it right, Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. And then Michael Thomas, uh, really happy with the Darren Waller tight end pick, and I've got Will Disley on the bench. So I'm not as good as Kelly, but it feels like the team is coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week I've got the other half of the more contingency, so dreading that because I've got a lot of respect for Lucas as a player. So that is my one, two minutes and two-tenths of a second. Anything you want to add? I really wouldn't say it was the miracle game. Mm -hmm. It was more of going back to previous episodes. I would say the Mighty Ducks beating Iceland. Oh, so big. Not that big. Okay. I think at this point, every episode, I bring up a Rudy reference and you get to the Mighty Ducks. I do love Mighty Ducks. Okay. And you're the one that got me with the first Mighty Ducks. I, that's right. Yeah. D2. D2 Mighty Ducks. You're like, I'm going off to college. Here's a box. And I was like, what's this? And I was like, D2 Mighty Ducks. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, maybe something thoughtful. I don't know. I was like four. But I was like, all right. I also got you action figures of C-3PO and R2-D2 when I went off to college. Really? I don't remember that. Oh, that hurts. Maybe I was just... Oh, I was like four, and I remember giving you giving me D2 Mighty Ducks. Okay. What four-year-old has that memory? Well, you're not in kindergarten at four, so I gave you a little before. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, another, yeah, I was, a, I was a young four, too. <laughs> Number one is Kelly. 
Yeah, uh, it happens every once in a while, but the team that lost still holds on to the number one ranking. She's just that much better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I guess I will ask you, are you surprised? Do you think that's still fair that she's number one? I am not surprised. Were there any rankings here, side note, where you were like, what? How is this person here? I'm surprised you raised yourself up so quickly to two, but I think you deserve to be at two. But other than that, everything seemed fair. Yeah, I think just it was a lot of points last week. Um, everything just kind of fell right. So putting up the 212 played a role. Um, Christian McCaffrey touched the ball 37 times last week. You can't keep doing that, right? And I don't mean that's unfair to fantasy football players. Like, you're going to kill the guy. Like, running backs can't do that every week. Yeah, but sadly, they don't have camp, so who are they going to give it to? I just, I'm worried they're going to make a, uh, I guess I'm not worried because I don't, you know, it sadly makes my life better, but I'm worried they're going to have like a Todd Gurley situation where they like ran the wheels off that guy and now he's on a he's on a pitch count four years into the league or five years into the league. That's very possible. Well, they throw to Christian McCaffrey a lot more. Was it 34 just running touches? 37 times touching the ball. I don't have the In breakdown general, of what He gets was passed to a lot more, so he's not literally just like running straight to the line constantly like Todd Gurley was. So your feeling is a little bit of, of a safer workload? Uh, safer in the long run, more dangerous for instant injury. Because they're just trucking the ball in the open field and they can just get hit super hard once. That's all it really takes. But yeah. it's I don't think he's going to be worn down as quickly as Todd Gurley was. Okay. And he's only in year two. Todd Gurley kind of, I think it was year four that Todd Gurley went through all this. So makes sense. Chris Catch in the surgery. Mm-hmm. Good call. Yep. Cool. Wow. Wow, bringing some knowledge. Ooh. I'm gonna, we're going to clip this. I'm going to play it before every episode. You know, we're going to have like a theme song and like we have like phrases in between it. I'm just going to clip every time I'm right, which is like three times in the past three years. And that's going to be our opener. It's going to be like, isn't Christian McCaffrey been in the league for three I years? I love Steven? this idea, actually. And then it's going to be like, and like, actually, Steven, it's pronounced Hushim and Zada. And then it's going to power drinkings. If you did this, it would be incredible. Like I, the, the follow-through would make my heart so happy. Yeah, okay. Um, and I gotta say, I was playing Kelly last week, and I'm like, okay, the one hole in her arm, actually, I, did, I knew this was not going to be a great matchup, but uh, her tight end was on by, so she had to play Austin Hooper. I'm like, okay, well, at least I don't have to play George Kittle. No, nine catches, 120 yards, so, I mean, she's even, she's now filling out the bench, so she's got Tom Brady and Austin Hooper, then a couple of pieces I think she could probably upgrade, but continues to be a dominant. Mahomes, McCaffrey, Keenan Allen, Sammy Watkins, eh, but George killed Josh Jacobs and Chris Carson, who you just point out had himself a game against you. <laughs> yes, he did. And I think you talked about it. at this point, it's just staying vigilant, trying to keep your eye on who's available. Mm-hmm. But the other part is like, there are only so many adjustments she can make. Like, you, so we got two players she can realistically get rid of and I think other people would argue that maybe it's just one I don't think that I think other people think Phil Lindsay is a guy you're going to keep on your bench yeah I mean I what are you going to do might as well just keep playing who you play yeah your weak spot is Curtis Samuel what a weak spot <laughs> <laughs> all right Alex before we get into the uh projections for next week anything anything you want us to hit on uh no unless you want to talk more mighty ducks no, I did have an idea for the theme song though. Okay. The Jeffersons. No. But rankings moving on up. 
No. To the steep side? No. We could we could parody the song and sing it. Let's see if we parody it, sure. Okay. Moving on up to the Steve side. Steve side. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not good. <laughs> not right. I think we could do better. So let's check in on the rankings last week. Okay. Oh, do I have that? Oh, that doesn't go off memory. I do have it. Okay. It's just for the record, I've gone to my third pad of paper so far. Last week, ESPN won. They were 4-1. and one. They only missed um, Kelly winning. They were wrong about that. Cool. You went 3-2. and two. You also were wrong about Kelly, and you also projected that Jason would beat Bobby. Okay. I had the worst week. I went 2-3. and three. Nice. I predicted Matt to win. I was wrong. I predicted uh, Kelly to win. I was wrong. And I projected Lucas to win, and I was wrong about that. So for the season, ESPN 15 and 5, Steve 13 and 7, Alex right there at 12 and 8. All right. So that's about, that's about guessing. That's about guessing level. Strategic guessing. If you go to Vegas and win 60% of your games, you can retire. Yeah. So I think you should be really proud of that. Sadly, the uh, the matchup of the week is going to be... No, take it back. Our matchup of the week is a pretty good one. Four Bobby versus five Matt. Who do you have? I'm going to say Bobby. I'm going to say Bobby as well. However, ESPN is going to stray and pick Matt. Cool. Good for them. Concur. Having a bold prediction. Next up. Number one, Kelly, versus number six, Alex. I'm going to say Alex. And actually, no, rescind it. You're the match. You you are part of the Jankup of the week. So start. Reroll tape. One, Kelly, versus six, Alex. I'm picking Alex. He's got a lot of gruff. You really leaned on heart in the first few episodes. Are you now thinking you don't have heart? Your players you don't can have, heart? have both. <laughs> right now. A lot of gruff and a lot of heart. A lot of gruff and a lot of heart. Yep. All right. So we appreciate your gruff and we appreciate your heart. However, ESPN and Steve are going to take Kelly. Oh, yeah. That's because they don't believe in miracles. Well, I think we had our league miracle for the year. Well, I'm ESPN and Steve, and I'm just going to pick what's statistically acceptable. <laughs> All right. And then just to revisit. Because you deserve top billings with Kelly and you as the matchup of the week. And then Bobby and Matt, you have selected Bobby. ESPN has selected. Did Bobby? No, I'm sorry. You and I have selected Bobby. Bobby and ESPN has predicted Matt. Sorry, guys. We'll get it together. Apparently, when we run through a matchup the second time, the wheels fall off. Next, we have Bobby. No, we don't. We already <laughs> This is also going to be in the song. Oh. <laughs> is this whole thing. Steve, number two, versus Lucas, number seven. I'm going to say Steve. I'm going to say Steve, and ESPN is along for the ride. Next. Al. <laughs> no, no, not that. No, not that Next one. Next up, Gordy versus Tim. Gordy versus Tim. Alex Turner's bold prediction of week five. I'm picking Gordy. Here comes the magic. <laughs> it's going to be a miracle twice this week. All right. Well, respectfully, ESPN and I are on the same page, and we disagree. We are selecting Tim to get to 4-1 this week. Nerds. 
<laughs> For real. Looking at numbers. All right, last one, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Alex versus Kelly? <laughs> eight Cam versus ten Jason. I'm going to say Cam. I'm going to take Cam as well. Oh, kill some time. I forgot. I got to make sure that. Sorry, right now they have Jason projected to win by three, but I need to go back and verify what this would have been before. Oh, before the player's player. You have to get the old projections for ESPN. That's very fair. Uh, All right, so remember this for me. ESPN originally projected Cam to have 123.1. One, two, three. Ha <laughs> I can remember that. But for how long, Steve? I'm starting to forget. <laughs> 119.1 for Jason. So ESPN predicts Cam, I predict Cam, and you predict Cam. So kind of what I'm hearing. Yep. With 123.1. You had me remember. You didn't even ask. You made me waste that valuable brain space. <laughs> 12 seconds. That part of my that part of my brain is forever gone. It's just filled with that one number. <laughs> what was the number again? One two one point one. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that won't make the theme song. Nope. All right. Um. One two what? three point one. <laughs> I pieced it together. I was like, wait, Alex, it's just counting, right? Okay. What is your recommendation for the week? Ooh, why don't you go first? Uh, <laughs> when I was younger, that um, Top Gun came out in the mid '80s. You're familiar with it, at least heard of the name. Oh, that's uh, way before my time. Okay, because yeah, you you were like one when the league started. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they made some kind of par- not parodies, but like so that became a popular genre fighter pilot movies, and then there was a movie called Iron Eagles, which is awesome. Is that the movie with the smart plane? No. What's Iron Eagles? Uh, it came out around 1987-ish, and it's about uh, an Air Force pilot who was shot down over a, make, a make-believe country, which is, I think, supposed to be a Middle Eastern country, and he's sentenced to death. So his son and another person who lives on the Army base, they managed to get into a couple of jets and attempt to rescue Dad. And their kids? Uh, the the one is 18, he just has graduated high school, and the other one is a retired colonel in the Air Force. Hey, nothing like hijacking jets from the U.S. military. I love it. I'm already going to watch it. Sweet. Yeah. All right, so that is my Iron Eagle. You Excited. don't watch the nonsense that were any of the three sequels, but the first one, give it a run. Excited for Top Gun 2? I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, but man, it's Top Gun, so probably. Yeah, I'm flying into the danger zone and such. No, for reals. All right, what's your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is going to be the Mighty Ducks three. Stop it! No, no, it is not. Well, I, I have not recommended the Mighty Ducks yet. I I recommended Trek. I do not think I've recommended. No, okay, so I shouldn't do the Mighty Ducks. Say goodnight, Gracie. What? But 